0: And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague.
1: Ah, contraire, mon frere. Back to the Futures by BetQL. Travis Thomas here, but Cody Decker in the house, our major leaguer filling in for Brandon Sprague, who's probably off on an island somewhere with an umbrella in his drink sipping uh i'm thinking cody maybe a mojito for my guy brandon sprague but you coming out of the bullpen with a big bat though here on back to the futures by betql welcome my friend
0: oh so so good to be here i'm rocking a diamondback shirt and the reason why i'm doing that one i'm getting ready to go work out because i'm jacked and two because the diamondbacks don't win yet i do so i'm trying to counterbalance everything i'm trying to throw you guys off and think hey This guy, I can't listen to this guy in the futures. And then you hear what I say, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's a genius.
1: Former major leaguer Cody Decker, he's jacked and he's humble. Now, listen, we're going to talk baseball in this show. But first, you know we have to talk NFL. Now, I want to ask you, as you look at the futures for the MVP of this league, is there anyone that jumps out to you other than the Avi and the favorite Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's a favorite at plus 500, but that's too easy to just say him. I have a theory on him not winning the MVP, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. But I want to get who do you like outside of Patrick Mahomes the MVP of the NFL.
0: There's a couple of names out there that are very interesting. I think Josh Allen's a very interesting name out there. Aaron Rodgers, obviously coming back from an MVP season, and he's got a lot more help. But the thing about Aaron Rodgers is, I think they're going to be running the ball a lot more. Aaron Jones, what he brought to the table last year, has shown that they can beat you in so many different ways. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be putting up quite the same offensive numbers that he normally does. There's one name that's always in the top three of the vote getting every year and his odds right now are 20 to one russell wilson incredible value jump all over it what are you waiting for
1: yeah i mean listen i asked for a name other than mahomes you name the whole damn league which one do you like cody because i love the russell wilson play that's exactly where i'm going at 20 to one and by the way my theory on mahomes is this i think he's gonna do what he always does put up the big video game like numbers But as we get now with an extra season on uh, this NFL season, week 17, so on and so forth, I think Mahomes will be resting for a few weeks. I think they'll have all this home field and the division and all this nonsense locked up, so we might not see Mahomes. That's why I believe Russell Wilson, lurking in the shadows, Cody Decker, will come out, and this will be kind of a lifetime achievement award. I said this last week to Brandon. To me, to think that Russell Wilson, who has a Super Bowl and should have two, but that's another topic, doesn't have an MVP, is kind of criminal. To me, I think Russell Wilson won't put up enough numbers to be in the MVP conversation, but I think what's going to happen is he's going to get benefit of the doubt over Josh Allen and some of these other players you're naming because he hasn't won it yet. I think there's going to be a little bit of emotion going into this decision to have Russell Wilson be the mvp of the league that's my play at 20 to 1.
0: i like that it is okay Single offensive category as far as quarterbacks go will he do that again i tend to think yes and looking throughout the league i love what you said about patrick mahomes they may be resting him that's a team that might have that division locked up by week eight that division is yeah. terrible i'm a raider fan trust me that the vision is terrible. <laughs> so, that team is going to absolutely dominate. So, I'm looking out throughout the league, you know, you know Patrick Mahomes is going to get himself MVP votes, you know Tom Brady is going to get MVP votes, you know Aaron Rodgers is going to get MVP votes. So, next thing you know, they're going to all be splitting the vote and just allowing Russell Wilson to sneak yep. right through.
1: It's interesting you say that too because Russell Wilson in general has always been in the MVP conversation, and then he fades as the season goes on. His numbers start going down. Of course, Seattle's still winning games, but his numbers fade. For me this season, if you look at the back end of their schedule, Cody, I mean, he has no choice but to play and play well and put up big numbers because of the schedule. Back in the schedule coming out of the bye at Lambeau. Okay, Uh, they're here in D.C. where I'm at taking on that hellacious defense of the Washington football team and Chase Young and those guys. Sam Bram, we'll see what they are this season, but we're all expecting big things. The Rams, of course. The Bears. By then, Justin Fields will be playing, setting the league on fire. And then they finish the season against Kyler Murray. So, Cody, those are plenty of showcase games. Forget fading, you know, as the end of the season comes. Russell Wilson's going to be on front street, balling out of control. That's the play at MVP. We agree on that. Now, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, are you going to go Trevor Lawrence, who's the favorite at plus 250, or are you rolling with me on the Justin Fields hype train? Because I got to tell you something, Cody. I know it's pretty ridiculous and disrespectful of me to say, but I do not believe Andy Dalton even makes it to the second half of the first game against the Rams on on Sunday Night Football for the Bears. I think we will see Justin Fields early and often, all season long. He is going to set the league on fire. He is my play for Offensive Rookie of the Year at plus 600 for the Chicago Bears.
0: Trevor Lawrence is a sucker bet. Don't (laughs) do it. Do not do it. Did you look at the face that Urban Meyer had on that whole game? It was just an endless, oh, my God, what have I done? I can't believe I'm here. This is a nightmare. This is it's not going to be good in Jacksonville, but I got a different name for you. I already talked about Russell Wilson. I'm staying in the family and I'm talking about Zach Wilson over there in New York. He's got a a decent receiving core, a young receiver that they got early in the second round that, you know, he's going to be matching up really well with. I kind of like Zach Wilson. I don't expect the Jets to do very much, but I don't really expect much out of any offensive rookies this year, to be quite honest. I always feel like that's a lofty bet. Everyone always thinks that a rookie is going to come in and absolutely dominate, and it's never who you think it is. Last year, oh, Joe Burrow, he's coming in, didn't do anything and got hurt. Uh, and, next, and who ended up being the best rookie of the uh, last season? It was over there in L.A. for the Chargers. So I'm very, very excited to see what Zach Wilson can do in New York. All right, listen, you're out of pocket here.
1: First of all, I agree with you on Zach Wilson. Let's just get that out of the way. He's a stud. I think it's a great value play for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't disagree with anything you said. But let me unpack. You gave me a lot to unpack here. Joe Burrow looked stellar before he got hurt. Yeah. It's not like he didn't do anything. He looked like he belonged in this league. He looked like he could play in this league. Time, and time, time. then he got hurt. You can't time. take
0: that away from him, Cody. I'm take away what he did. I said, said he didn't. didn't look
1: like anything.
0: No, I said I said he didn't do anything. You know why he didn't do anything? Because he got hurt. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> blaming him for getting hurt. He didn't do anything. That is factual. Not not remotely anything but factual. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Just
1: because you enunciate it doesn't make it right. Joe Burrow looked great before he got hurt. You're right. And he got hurt. You're it's right. not his fault. You're right. But I will say this. I want to go back to okay. That was kind of rude to say it's a sucker bet for Trevor Lawrence. First of all, he was a number one pick for a reason, okay? okay? Do you see this guy? I mean, other than you, he is the picture of handsome. The hair, the eyes, the square jaw. I mean, he's got the look. He's big, he's strong, he's physical. He is running for his life, but he's capable of doing that. And by the way, Cody, you know this more than anyone. You played at the highest of levels. The guy's cupboard is not bare. He has weapons. James Robinson is a great running back. DJ Chark's a good weapon. He has guys around him. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars could be a late play, late season, hear me out, late season. As Urban figures this thing out, I think they're going to cover a lot of games. And I think Trevor Lawrence could kind of, tiptoe his way back
0: into this conversation it's not a sucker bet sucker bet and your argument of saying he was drafted first overall trevor i'm gonna use your quote i'm gonna use it against you travis because that's (laughs) what i like to do you said and i quote trevor lawrence was drafted first overall for a reason yes So was jamarcus russell oh come on that is not an argument you get to use today you don't get to use first pick overall to make an argument that he's incredible there have been a ton of first pick busts
1: okay excuse me everyone while we just do this we will get back to gambling I promise (laughs) we need to have a therapy session here with Cody Decker before we move on Cody I know you are a long-suffering Raiders fan I understand I'm here for you okay what do you think of when I say the word Jamarcus Russell be honest
0: um uh pain, it's okay, let it out true, true pain, true pain, true utter pain, but listen, it's something about being a therapy session from a Washington football fan because that is just that is that is like I'll use the John Mullaney joke where he's that is like a horse being lost and roaming around a hospital. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Come on, man, you are a, you're a, you're a Washington football fan, I'm a raider fan we we share misery, don't think I'm alone. <laughs>
1: See how he tries to change the subject? Well, Cody, that's a perfect transition as a Washington football team fan and media member here. On draft night, I'm watching the draft. and I'm like, please, Micah Parsons, fall to the Washington football team. I mean, I'm doing everything, Cody. I had a voodoo doll. I'm, I'm, I'm poking pins into it, just trying to do anything I can to get Micah Parsons to fall to my football team. But no. Where does he go? But my nemesis, my arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys, I believe for defensive rookie of the year as we transition to that, Micah Parsons, the favorite, which I hate betting. I hate betting favorites. But at plus 600, Cody, that's where I'm going. I'm going to plug my nose because he's a cowboy. I'm going to plug my nose and make the bet. Because that's exactly who's going to win that award, and don't you dare tell me a different name,
0: because you know he is Cody. He probably is, he <laughs> probably is. But if I yes. just sit here and agree with you, then there's no point to the show because there are other names out there that do exist, Travis. They do full on exist. Patrick Sertan is a guy who actually, and he, you know, he's jumped up the board because of one pick six. Yes, six, yes. or is it a maybe too much to really uh. Boost his odds because of one play. Yeah, he's currently back down to plus 1200, 12 to 1 odds. I still think it's worth the pick, Uh, even though I do agree with you. Micah Parsons should be the favorite and should probably run away with this.
1: Okay, now for comeback player of the year, Dak Prescott is the favorite there. But if I'm betting Micah Parsons as a Cowboys player to win defensive rookie of the year, there is no way I can bet Dak Prescott to win comeback player of the year because I've reached my Dallas Cowboy quota. So for me, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey at plus 800. (laughs) Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous about it because uh, he can't stay healthy. But if he can, Cody, you cannot deny that he is the most dynamic running back in the NFL.
0: I 100% agree with you. I agree with that pick. I love the McCaffrey pick in this. Dak currently is having a shoulder issue, which scares the living hell out of me. I cannot stress that enough. And this is a guy, by the way, last year, who was throwing roughly four to 500 yards a game before his injury. So if he comes back, even a semblance of that, he's going to be fine and will win comeback player of the year. But I'm not certain he can. I'm not certain he can stay out on the field. And now he's got a shoulder problem. Anything that you have, anything that involves forward momentum with your throwing and it's a and it's a shoulder injury it is devastating he's already met with other teams other uh, team doctors to take a look and see what's going on that really does scare me I love the McCaffrey pick but also I also think that Saquon Barkley might be an interesting Mm. pick this year too we have no idea what we're going to get out of him and I think that is definitely worth some money to be thrown at it.
1: All right, listen, I know you're an L.A. kid. I love this pace we have. We have a Showtime Laker pace here. Let's keep it going. How about coach of the year? For me, I'm going Brian Flores, 16-1. to Look, all these coaches on the Belichick coaching tree, uh, most of them couldn't actually coach. This Flores guy means business. I think the Dolphins not only are a playoff team, I know everyone's anointing the Buffalo Bills. Cody. To me the Dolphins could win the division. I think Brian Flores 16 to 1 is the best value at coach of the year. What say you?
0: I think that there's too many questions with Tua for that team to be a playoff team right now. We got to see throughout the year. And I don't hate the pick. I really don't, but I got somebody else and I was surprised you didn't say it. I'm looking over in DC at Riverboat Ron. I think this is a team that's going to run away with this potential division. Best defense in the NFL. And it's to me, it's not even close. I really think Ron Rivera is going to be your coach of the year in the NFL. Question
1: before we go to break a better bet $875 to win $57,000 on any team going 20 and 0. Is that better going to get paid, Cody? No. No, they're not.
0: They are not. It is not happening. It's never happened. Never will happen. It's not happening. Sounds lovely. If you have, if you just happen to have the five hundred dollars just to burn, feel free. Go, go, throw it out there, uh, just for the luck. But five hundred dollars is a lot of money. Uh, Yeah, not happening.
1: Now you see why the show is called Back to the Futures. Because Cody Decker told you, not only is it not happening this season, it's never happening. According to Cody Decker. Coming up next. College football officially kicks off this weekend. Woo! We made it, baby! Come on! It's our last chance to talk college football futures now. I'm Travis Thomas. He's Cody Decker. This is Back to the Futures from BetQL. I mean, Cody, honestly, you're going to
0: say forever? No one can do it? You Come on, man. It's, it's never possible. You know it's never going to happen. You know it. You're just lying to yourself at this point.
1: <laughs> Why would you listen to any other show? We're the best. Travis Thomas, Cody Decker filling in for Brandon Sprague. Back to the Futures by BetQL. I'm just saying it's
0: possible, Cody. It's, it. it's not. It's not. It's not. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague are looking at a future that hasn't been written yet. It's back to the futures. Then react as the lines move with BetQL Daily. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Only on the BetQL Network.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Back to the Futures by BetQL. No Brandon Sprague. This week he's on vacay, but I'm here with my man, the major leaguer, the slugger. He's ripped. He's intermittent fasting. He's lifting Delaware he's so strong. Cody Decker. Cody, would you say that was pretty much an accurate description of you?
0: These pipes didn't create themselves, baby. They didn't create themselves. Good old-fashioned American elbow grease, hard work, and grit. It basically built Ford tough, this nice Jewish boy from Santa Monica, California.
1: Cody Decker also leads the league in humility. Now, we're going to talk college football, but before we go there, as you know, Cody, you and I have talked about this many times. I married a Bruin. That's right. UCLA Bruin, Cody Decker himself. Uh, All I do is watch Pac-12 in my house, and I don't want to, Cody. It comes on (laughs) late at night on the East Coast. I could give a rat's patootie about any of these teams, outside of gambling, of course. But my wife, always with that stupid blue you guys have, and UCLA this, and UCLA that, and Westwood, and blah, blah, blah. So I watch a lot of Pac-12 after dark in my house. It's the only thing going on after dark, Cody. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you just see
0: behind me all these lovely awards that I have here, but there's an all Pac-10 uh, uh, spot thing right there. There's an all Pac-10 thing right there. Oh, that's weird. Oh. Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever the pack is, it's the best conference <laughs> in every sport Period. Why you're sitting around going your ACC SEC thing? Why? Because everyone the three guys in the the league is ten and zero every year. Great. You have no parity. You got the bottom half of your league is terrible. Everyone is five hundred in the Pac-12. Everyone is five hundred. Every single time. To me, the Pac-12 championship is the national championship. What? Oh my god, bro. Listen. Outside of the weather, uh, you lose. How's that sound? Now let me ask you. (laughs) Listen, I freely admit what I just said was complete nonsense, but let's be real clear. <laughs> Outside of the weather? nah, no, 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 no. All those all those places are the best except for maybe, you know, Phoenix. I, I absolutely hate Phoenix. <laughs> Whoa, what is this? Oh, What's of, going on here? Oh, very simple. If you've been to Phoenix, it's located a quarter mile from the sun. Doesn't matter where you go, you are currently being cooked. You go to the shade, great. You're being cooked from the floor. <laughs>
1: I would like to give a shout-out to all those listening in Phoenix. I love you. The words of Cody Decker do not reflect that of Travis Thomas. Thank you very much.
0: People in Phoenix, I feel your pain. I lived there. I know how hot it is. It's going to be okay.
1: Now, who do you like for the Heisman? Because, listen, I'm going to bore you to death. I'm not even going to waste a lot of time. I've told this to Brandon. He thinks I'm insane because I won't, you know, give you a value play or or look anywhere else in college football, I just don't even want to hear it. It's Spencer Rattler, the end. He's the best quarterback in college football. You know damn well the quarterback's going to win the Heisman. He's the guy. He's in Lincoln-Riley's system. I mean, do you need me to go on? They could win the national championship this year, just to name a few. I'm going Spencer Rattler, plus 600, as a favorite. I hate doing it, but I have to, because anyone else is a waste of money, and I'm
0: sure you're telling me that it's not. It's definitely not, and here's why it's not, and it's pretty, pretty simple to me. Every year, we always have our number one favorite that we just absolutely love, and we talk it up. Two years ago, it was tanking for Tua. Remember tanking for Tua? (laughs) Yes, I do. At the end of the day, it's just not the case. Then that that led to the emergence of Joe Burrow, and I'm looking for an emergence of somebody else, and the guy that immediately comes to mind for me is Bryce Young because I'm looking at the teams that are going to be winning this year, and you know at the end of the day in that playoff there's going to probably be three players that are going to be at that Heisman trophy thing that are all in that playoff. And you know, Alabama is going to be in that playoff being led by Bryce Young. So I think there's a lot of value to that because it's also 12 to one. I think it's a good value to go with Bryce Young.
1: Now, wait a second. What if I were to just play devil's advocate here? Cause you know, I'm going Rattler, but what if I were to say that the quarterback playing in that very game against your roll tied and your Heisman pick on the other side, For the U, the Eric King, what if I told you at plus 2,500, I mean, is that not a value play if I was looking for one? Week one against Alabama on that stage, what if he balls out? What if he pulls a Johnny Manziel? What if he's running all over the place, making throws, doing it with his legs and his feet, and he upsets Nick Saban? Nick Saban's cussing guys out on the sideline. Can he get involved in this Heisman discussion?
0: If that incredibly unlikely scenario happened, <laughs> yes. You, yes, if you're right. If he goes out there against Alabama on week one, absolutely decimates Alabama where they didn't see it coming, beats Ooh. him in every way with his arms and his leg, and Nick Saban is just beating the hell out of his players on the sideline, you're absolutely right. That could happen. I could also sprout wings out of my back and fly <laughs> out my window. No
1: shot. Could we, get, could we get some freaking sharks with laser beams too while we're doing a wish list here? <laughs> what about teams making the playoffs? Do you have any teams that you think in college football outside of the huge, outside of the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Sooners and the Crimson Tide? Now, I ran this by uh, Brandon Sprague last week. And I'm pretty sure he laughed me off set, but that's okay. I'm used to that. I got to tell you, Codes, 27-1 for the Cincinnati Bearcats to make the college football playoff. Now, before you go off on me, hear me out, okay? For two weeks, back-to-back in this season, that's where their test will be. They go to Bloomington and take on the Hoosier Daddies in Indiana, right? Okay, so that. The last time I looked that game was a pickem, but I'm thinking since he could be an underdog in that game. Then the very next week, they go to Touchdown Jesus and they play Notre Dame. Those two weeks, that's the test of their season. Outside of that, Cody, honestly, I think they run the table. If they can win both or one of those games, I think it that Cincy at 27-1 has a legitimate chance, Cody. To make the college football playoff, do you have one of those bets?
0: Yes, I do, and I do love your play of Cincy. I really do. Okay. Um, the one team that I think not a whole lot of people are talking about, and I, I know it's boring for me to code to the Pac-12 again, but USC. I know a lot of people are giving a lot of credit over to Washington and Arizona State and Utah. But USC has been a team that's been very under the radar, just been building that program up for the last few years. If that team won, to me, that biggest game for them is going to be that game against Notre Dame. When they If they beat Notre Dame, I think you can possibly see USC running the table throughout the pack and possibly sneaking into that Final Four playoff spot.
1: What about your uh, alma mater? I mean, listen, so I don't believe UCLA is going to win the, uh, the conference or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. However... I do think as the season progresses, Cody, I'll be betting UCLA uh, often to cover in games. I think they're going to be underdogs in in the big games, obviously. Um, I'm going to bet them to cover. I think Chip Kelly, uh, you know, at this point on the gig, I think you're going to start to really see some improvement from the UCLA Bruins. And that's not just because I don't want to sleep on the couch tonight at my house. And it's not just because you went there. I, I honestly uh, can't believe I'm saying this, but I have a little bit of faith in Chip
0: Kelly. I can't believe you're saying that either, because based <laughs> on what I've seen of Chip Kelly at UCLA, <laughs> I have next to no faith. Oh uh, come on! And it's not—it's not again—it's not, not about necessarily Chip Kelly. I honestly think the UCLA football program is a cursed program. I have no idea why. I don't know who did it, but just look through the list: Chip Kelly, Jim Mora Jr. These are all successful coaches a new heisel before that successful coach a new heisel came in on day 1 and announced to the UCLA uh, student body USC's uh, monopoly of LA football and college football is over i'm here <laughs> and then i don't think UCLA won past what five games after that it's just yeah. there is something wrong with football in Westwood <laughs> and it doesn't seem like there's anything that can be done to change it
1: Listen, bro, if you're right and they're cursed, uh, the curse will continue because you get LSU the second week of the season. uh, Then listen to this span of games. On the road, taking on the Huskies in Washington. Uh, You get Oregon at home, and then you go to Utah to take on the Utes. I mean, just those three games right there are like three swift kicks right to the uh, stomach for you. Now, what about this? You've already told me that you think USC is the play over Washington in the Pac-12. And that's all fine and good. But let's go to the ACC. Mm -hmm. Do you see North Carolina? Because I know Sprague believes uh, that they're not viable. I actually do. I think UNC is a real play. Obviously you have Clemson there that has something to say about that. But for me, I mean, if everything goes right for uh, UNC this season, I think Sam Howell's a really good quarterback. Maybe he's into that Heisman conversation we just had. We could talk about that. He's plus 1,600. But what do you think at North Carolina plus 1,400 to make the college football playoff? Do you like that bet, or uh, is that a sucker bet, as you say?
0: Listen, I love the value of the bet. What concerns me at the end of the day is that they got to deal with Clemson, and Clemson yeah. is the team that you know is going to be in that college playoff. You just know it. They're, they're just too powerful, and they just keep reloading. I like UNC, but to me, it's going to take, take a lot more than a, a Heisman hopeful to get them into this. What about
1: how it uh, plus 1600 for Heisman? I mean, he's someone we didn't talk about uh, here um, with some of the players we were saying for Heisman. I mean, to me, not only do I think he's in play and at plus 1600, I, I really like that value, even though, you know, I'm going Rattler. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're going to on Sundays, Cody, we're going to see Rattler and how uh, playing in the in the league on the next level in the NFL. I like. I really actually like Sam Howell. I think he's a very good college quarterback and has potential to be a very good NFL quarterback. Do you like any of the value there at 1600 for the highs, man?
0: I don't know if I like it, just because, like, he's, like we just said, he's got a tough schedule to play ahead of him, and he's got to have a lot of things go right for him. You mentioned Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel had played amazing, but a lot of things had to fall perfectly into place for Johnny Menzel to become Johnny Football. And I feel like this is right. one of those same scenarios. A lot of things have to – a lot of variables need to go in the correct direction for any of this to take place for them.
1: Now, they play – North Carolina opens in Blacksburg, taking on Virginia Tech. So, I mean, listen, Cody, we're going to find out right away, I think, uh, because that's that's a tough place to play any year. Uh, so, we're going to find out right away about UNC with that first game to open the season, and we'll see. You know, obviously, um, you know, you mentioned Clemson. Uh, There's other teams, too. I mean, the U is not back to the U. But the University of Miami is not something to sneeze at. North Carolina plays Notre Dame at Notre Dame. I mean, they have some tough games on their schedule. So, uh, you know, we'll see how against top competition as well. Just like if he is going to play on Sundays, he's going to have to deal with that anyway. So he might as well get used to it, Codes.
0: Yeah, you're right. Really think we're going to have one hell of a draft class coming up in this next couple of years in the for the NFL, with especially in the quarterback side. It is yeah. it is getting very interesting.
1: It is okay. Now give me one college football play that you love before we go to break. It can be anything from a you know a conference winner to uh, maybe a win total, maybe a line on uh, week one money line spreads. Whatever you want to do, give it to me, Cody. It give it to a-
0: me straight, no chaser. It almost feels like cheating because I mentioned that I thought USC is the team in the Pac-12 that I do think can make it to the college football playoff. But let's not forget, they do got to deal with Arizona State. They got to deal with the Utes in Utah, and they got to deal with Washington. And Washington is definitely no joke. But my play for the futures for that, USC is going to win the Pac-12 championship.
1: Oh, Listen, to Cody, you're going USC to win the Pac-12.
0: I'm a Bruin, and I'm saying that. Just, just, I can't just, you even know, believe this. Like, to say it out loud, but, man, they're good, and they're going to win the Pac-12. And I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep the Pac-12. What? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think – I don't know if it's going to happen because, again, you got Utah Washington. Those are the two teams in that division that really scare me, not to mention the game against Notre Dame that they got. They have quite a schedule ahead of them, but this is a team that really could do it. Wow. Listen
1: to Cody Decker. All right. Well, look, I'll, I'll raise you that because uh, Brandon Sprague talks me into Washington every week, so I like now I, I get a little Trojan love here. So I'm, I don't know. I'm in a glass case of emotion what to do there, but I will tell you the play I like. What's that? And I'm going straight to the matchups, my friend. This Ohio, uh, Ohio State in Minnesota taking on the Gophers. Now, Minnesota's uh, plus 14. They're two touchdown underdogs. Most people I know who I love and trust and respect in this business are all over that. They love that. Plus 14. Give it to me. They're going to cover Ryan Day and the new Buckeyes. You know, they lost all these guys to the NFL. Justin Fields included. He's not walking through that door. Guys are all over. This Minnesota plus 14, I'm going the other way. I zig when they all zag, Cody. I'm going total in the game. I'm going under 65 and a half. I agree. Ohio State, it may take them a minute to get off the ground with all the new look there. Minnesota's always tough at home. Could be a scrappy game. It's the first week. There could be rust involved. I like the under 65 and a half in that game. What
0: do you say to that, Cody? Are you going with me to the window? Come on. You know what? I would have said no, but you convinced me. You convinced me. Take the under. I like it. I like it. At first, I thought you were a madman, but you just kept going. And I'm like, you believe it this much? You almost, you made me believe it. I take take the under. I like it.
1: Listen, for the record, I am a madman. Next week, it'll be September. One month left in baseball's regular season and still plenty left to decide. Up next, AL Cy Young. NL, Cy Young, Travis Thomas, Cody Decker. This is Back to the Futures from BetQL. Now, Cody, can we do maybe like a parlay of the under and the points? Can we talk about this? No.
0: Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Only on the BetQL Network. Oh,
1: yeah. Batter up. Back to the Futures by BetQL, Cody Decker filling in for Brandon Sprague. Travis Thomas here, and we are talking. Cody Decker, you'll love this. Baseball, baby. Come on, Cody. I'm going to pitch it right down the
0: middle, and you smash it out of here to the sky. Why do you think I'm here? You think I I showed up not to do this exact segment? Let's go, baby. Let's do this. I want to tell you guys what you got to put your money on, because I'm going to be 100% correct.
1: Now, full disclosure: back during the All-Star break, Cody Decker did a uh, pseudo home run derby in his gym, and he told me it actually didn't go well. Cody, I mean, are you are you losing a little steam on your home
0: run jacks? No, 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 no. You clearly ah. misunderstood what I said uh what i said was i was able to set up on the current home run derby rules and i had a machine set up at about 85 miles per hour and i'm going rapid fire on the current rules while facing machine throwing about 85 miles per hour i didn't have joust up there throwing 43 right down the middle and i had never done that pace that pace is actually really really difficult because you got to go 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 and then you get that 30 second break i'm not gonna lie to you it's it's a hell of an endurance test. So, yeah, I, I struggled with that. But I've also done other home run derbies in the old format, and I never really did all that well, believe it or not.
1: I mean, listen, that was your first mistake uh, is using that damn robot. You should have brought me in. I would have thrown the slowest pitches you've ever seen, and you could have hit them to Mars, Cody. That's your first mistake.
0: Uh, you know, we all, we all live in regret, and here I am. All right, let's get into the Cy Young discussion.
1: Let's start AL first. Now, of course, Garrett Cole, Lance Lynn. I love all these guys. I love their odds. But for me, Cody, I got to tell you, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. But Robbie Ray, I mean, after the 14 strikeout performance, he's playing well. By the way, he's moved from plus 1,000 to plus 700 now. So I love that play, to tell you the truth. I'm going with the hot left hand in this case, and I'm a lefty, so respect to the Southpaws. I'm going Robbie Ray. By the way, The Blue Jays, I don't think, are going to make the playoffs, but they're still in the thick of it. If they make a playoff run, it's only going to add to it, and he's going to be a big part of that
0: anyway, Codes. Who do you like? So here's the thing. I like Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, especially since the All-Star break, has been borderline unhittable. And you talk talked about a team that is surging right now, like the Toronto Blue Jays, and they are, have a shot to get that second wildcard spot. And I'm inclined to believe that this is a team that will get that second wildcard spot. Ooh. And Robbie Ray is that team's ace. You got to remember who votes for these things. And I've been saying that a lot on a lot of BetQL shows lately. It's always writers. So whatever the column lines are going to, that's what it's going to be. Garrett Cole has been arguably the best pitcher all season along with Lance Lynn. And it's seemed like very much a two man race lately, but Garrett Cole is currently on the most hot and most talked about team in baseball. And that is the New York Yankees. They've won 11 in a row and they do not look like they're stopping anytime soon. Garrett Cole going for him soon. I I think you just got to go with Garrett Cole because he's going to be doing double digit K's every game here on out.
1: Listen, I I know we're talking gambling here, but every time I have a chance to talk to you, for someone who played at the highest of levels, I always like to ask questions like these. Out of these guys, Cole, Lynn, Ray, who's pitching the best right now? Is it Cole? I mean, you just talked about Cole in terms of the bet. But when you look at their stuff and you look at how they're
0: playing right now, is Cole the hottest of the three to you? For total consistency, yes. But lately, it's been Robbie Ray. Lance Lynn has been pitching very well. In fact, his last game, he pitched an absolute gem, but only four Ks. Now, here's the thing about that. Strikeouts are not the end-all, be-all when it comes to uh, you know, Cy Young voting, MVP voting, but it does help a little bit. There's a reason why Zach Wheeler's name is still involved on the Cy Young on the NL side, and it's not because he's the best pitcher in the NL. It's because he's leading the league in strikeouts.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So let's go to the NL. Now – You and I talked before baseball season, and we did a couple preview shows together, and you knew uh, I was all over Walker Bueller for the NL Cy Young, and you were right there with me. Both of our concerns was just that, you know, he pitches for the Avengers. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the end of the day, he could be canceled out by all these great pitchers on his own team. But we both believed that his greatness would be enough. You know, the cream rises to the top, like your boy Randy Macho Man Savage used to say, R.I.P., so for me, Walker Bueller is just living up to the billing. I think this was an easy bet. This was an easy futures, and I can't wait to cash this ticket because for me, Cody, that's the NL Cy Young. It's already over. Give it to him. Let me
0: count my money. And I'm going to tell you right now if you made that bet before the season with a healthy Jacob DeGrom going into the match, you did. know the odds were very, very much not in your favor. And that was a terrific pick because if it wasn't going to be Jacob DeGrom, it was always going to be Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller has been the best pitcher in baseball all season long, with the exception of the times where Jacob deGrom was healthy. Jacob deGrom goes down. To me, it hasn't even been even close. Everyone talks about Burns. as their value with Burns? Peralta was a dark horse uh, candidate that started popping up a little bit until he hit the IL. I don't think this is really anybody else's race except for Walker Bueller. I know Zach Wheeler's got a lot of Ks, but at the end of the day, that little jump that the Phillies had is gone because the Braves are walking <laughs> away with that division.
1: Yeah, no kidding. What a collab. I mean, the NL East in itself is a joke, but that's another combo for another day. You know, uh, I'm a little disappointed. I thought you were going to give me a little Randy Macho Man Savage. There. I thought you were going to give me a little,
0: oh yeah,
1: dig it. And you, you just, you just left it on the cutting room
0: floor there. Cody. I just want I'm a little you to understand. I want you to understand that, Ron, Randy Macho Man Savage, Randall Poffo. My favorite professional yes. baseball player of all time at the St. Louis Cardinals yes. organization. You should Google a photo of him. Back when he played, he had a sweet mustache and long hair. Dude, Macho Man Young was the best. And yeah, like you said, the cream mm-hmm. always rises to the top. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Macho Madness. Yeah. I knew
1: I could get it out of you. All right. Let's go to the NL MVP. Now. Uh, I don't want to waste your time here, Cody, or anything, because this feels like a Fernando Tatis Jr. win to me. So here's my question to you. Is there any NL MVP for your value, for your money, for your bets, not named
0: Fernando Tatis Jr., sir? Yes, because I also don't think Fernando Tatis Jr. is winning the MVP. What? I know. Not a popular opinion. Here's the thing. He's already missed 32 games this year due to the IL injuries with his shoulder. He's currently not even playing his main position as shortstop, and they're putting him in the outfield to protect his shoulder. I am not sold that Fernando Tatis Jr. can go the rest of the season without hitting the IL one more time. I'm concerned about it. He has a massively – he's got a shoulder injury that needs to be addressed. If he hits the IL again, to me, you got to take him off the list. And there are other names out there. There's tremendous value on Freddie Freeman – There's tremendous value still on Max Muncy, who I think might actually get this award, not to mention there's another dark horse. Who currently has that second wild card? Because it isn't the San Diego Padres. It's the Cincinnati Reds. And the only reason Mm. the Cincinnati Reds are there at all is because of Joey Votto. And right now, Mm. there is so much value on a Joey Votto MVP pick. All right, out of all those you just
1: named, if if I said to you... Uh, hypothetically speaking, of course, that you have a co-host who does not believe anyone not named Fernando Tatis Jr. will win the MVP, but if you are right, and he is headed for injury yet again, and I was just to bet one of those names that you just gave me, hypothetically speaking, hold on, let me get my notes out here. Okay, I'm ready. What's the name, Cody Decker?
0: That's the tricky part. You have to value on this. Who's having the better year between Max Muncie and Joey Votto? To me, I'm sorry, Dodger fans. It's Joey Votto. If the Reds make it to the playoffs, they will only make it to the playoffs because of Joey Votto. And you better believe a lot of writers are going to take note of that. Joey Votto has been having arguably one of the best months of all of Major League Baseball all season long. And this has been a season that's had Otani doing impossible things. DeGrom doing impossible things. Uh, Manny Machado had a month where he practically destroyed the league. like, But Joey Votto has been that good lately. He's taken the entire Reds organization, threw them on his back, and he's carrying them to playoffs.
1: Um, is there a Bryce Harper possibility here?
0: No, I, I always felt that was a sucker bet the moment okay. it came up. The, anytime okay. the Phillies do well, you'll always see a couple of Philly players absolutely tank the odds a little bit. You saw it with Wheeler, and you saw it with Harper. And all of a sudden, neither are being discussed anymore just because we were a hot three weeks.
1: Now, I want to move on to the AL, but... I covered a player here that I miss, and I think about all the time, two of them, Max Scherzer, and the other one was Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Could
0: Trey Turner possibly have a shot at this thing, Cody Dick? I would be incredibly shocked. I really would be, um, especially with that team. Max Muncy is that team's MVP. Okay. And, and Max Muncy, I think, is a much better play for an, uh, NL MVP.
1: This is why I call them the Avengers, because they just have MVPs walking around on their team. It's unbelievable. Oh, by the what way, about... Mookie Betts is yeah. still a Dodger. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. In case you forgot. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like when you look at this show and you think, oh, wait, these two are together? That's unfair.
0: I mean, that's a cheat code. Like, how did anyone allow it to happen?
1: ALMVP. Uh, Anyone other than Otani at all? Or should we not even waste our time?
0: I have to, I, as much as I don't want to say it, don't even waste your time. Otani is the MVP, MVP. It's just, if you want to give away money, I can I can definitely put you in the in direction of some very good nonprofits.
1: I love this Cody Decker guy. All right, let's talk about the big one, the World Series. Now, Ooh. as we say, Otani, it's a waste of time to bet anyone else in the AL. I got to tell you, Cody, and I know you tried to sell me on the Dodgers before, I mean, on the Padres before the season. I know you told me the Mets were going to live up to the hype. I know you were high on the White Sox and blah, 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 blah. To me, Cody Decker, it is a waste of money and a waste of time for anybody to bet against the Dodgers to win the World Series. Cody Decker, tell me I'm wrong and I'm going to lose my mind because you
0: know I'm right. I agree that the Dodgers are the best team in Major League Baseball, even though they're in second place currently in the NL West. And, yes, they should win the World Series. On the AL side, though, I do like the White Sox quite a bit. Okay. On the NL side, however, there is a team that you should probably look at, and that is – Don't, the you, approach, give
1: the don't the you give me the Giants. Don't you give me the Giants. The Braves.
0: Oh, come on, the Braves! You don't like what? it, but they're the team they're that's going to – They're going to give somebody a lot of problems in October, and I'm really scared if they face the Dodgers. I really, really am. And if it happens, yes, I'm very scared. That is a dangerous, dangerous ball club, and the Dodgers don't play well against Atlanta already. Now you got a Max Freed that is playing like Max Freed. You have a fully stock. You lost to Cunha Jr. and somehow got better.
1: Dude, forget problems in October. That Braves take's giving me stomach problems now. I got some reverb action. That's Cody Decker. I'm Travis Thomas. This is Back to the Futures. We'll see you next week. Brandon Sprague will be back from his tropical island vacation. Cody Decker, you did a great job.
0: I love you, bro. Thank you. You're my man, Travis. Can't wait to cut it up with you again, baby.